Hey, what's poppin', hustlers? Listen, welcome back to another episode of the Cheeky Power Podcast. Listen, I promise I'll get back in track just because recording the interviews and then recording the final cut, there's a bit of gap because my hosting platform, again, is a bit limited in terms of posting every single time. So I'm, I'm ranking up so many interviews, but then actually posting them out, I can't post more than two to three a week. So please forgive me. I actually want to show uh, share a little tip with you guys girls before we actually hop on with a call with jasmine marie who is a certified trainer nutritionist we'll dive so deep and bring so much value when it comes to actually getting a mentor and getting someone to guide you for the process and the ins and out and what are the do's what are the don't how you can get your first mentor and really how not to use a mentor as a crutch for your motivation but really stay put to yourself and really stay true to yourself when it comes to motivation so the trick is and I learned this from Matt Monero reading his book, You Need More Money. And as arrogant, as egotistical it may sound, we all need more money when it comes to financials because over time, if you are creating your nest egg, you do need to be able to sustain yourself when either the economy gets bad or when anything really happens serious within your family life when you need to pitch in financial-wise. So my trip is every time you, you notice yourself saying an excuse or you notice someone else saying an excuse, go write it down and make sure you never say that excuse again. I have my notebook. I reserve the last page for that. I, it's my list of no more excuses. Every time I say an excuse or someone else does says one, I write it down. Cool little trip. You get out there. So please, without further ado, make sure you get your notepad out, whether you're in the bus, whatever you, wherever you are, make sure you get some value from La Femme Vigin, Jasmine Marie, bringing so much value when it comes to mentorship. We often hear about the gap that occurred years ago between like the vegan body, the bodybuilding industry, the vegan world, whereas there was mainly only yogis within the vegan space. So when you turned vegan, how did that affect you? The way that it affected me was, first of all, all my fitness and bodybuilding friends told me that it couldn't be done. Um, They told me that I was going to ruin my body, that I was going to lose muscle mass, that... um, I would be unhappy that I couldn't build muscle on a vegan diet. And um, likewise, on the other end of the spectrum, a lot of the vegans that I knew of at that time or that I saw um, really just had a lot of negative things to say about bodybuilding and felt like I should just be okay with abandoning that. So um, I was looking for a happy medium and I felt like I found that when I reached out to Mike Mahler, who has been a strength trainer for many years and been a vegan for several more. He's been a vegan for over 20 years. And he had worked with UFC fighters, police force, military. So he understood strength training, but also he understood um, why going vegan was in important to me from not just a standpoint of health and vitality, but also for the animals, for the environmental aspect of it. Um, So he really helped me marry the two so that I can do what I do now. But I think one thing that's important to mention when it comes to reaching out to a mentor, you don't want to come at this person with just like, hey, can you help me? You also, which I I feel like there's a lot of states, like what can you do for me? I think you also need to think about 
what can you do for this person? And, and first of all, I, I hired Mike. I hired him as my coach. Um, but I also, when I reached out to him initially, I said, I said, hey, you know, I'm really inspired by the work that you do because he's very much into hormone optimization as well. In fact, he has an entire supplement line that's 100% vegan friendly. Um, and that was work that I had never seen before. So I, 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 said, I said, first of all, I'm very inspired by your work. And then also, like, how can I work with you? So, like, can I intern for you for free? Like, basically, at the time, I was still going through holistic health school, so I was a student. So I didn't just ask him, like, what can I learn from you? I, I said, you know, like, how can I offer myself to help you within your own business? Like, can I, can I get you coffee? Like, <laughs> <laughs> I looked up to him so much, you know, like I was really willing to do anything to learn from him and, and I was able to, to hire him. So um, I hired him as a coach and then we became friends and developed a relationship that way as well. But um, I think that's important to keep in mind too. Like if you really admire someone and you respect them, think about what you might also be offered to be able to offer them as well. Don't just say like, hey, can you give me this? Yeah, that's a super good point that you mentioned, especially the fact that when you feel young and compared to these big people like your mentor, it's hard to find a gap that you can fulfill within that person's life. But there's always something you, you can find. Often these people I find are looking for young people to that are passionate, right, that will carry the message once they go. So I think that's a super good point that you bring up. Yeah, yeah. And that was something that um, Mike saw in me. And also we're very different, too, in that um, – I think most of his clientele is male, and I would say like 95% of my clientele is female. So, I mean, that right away is very different. And then also I'd say I'm, I'm a little bit more of a hand-holder than Mike is. If you work with Mike, he's going to be like, hey, this is what it is. Are you ready to do it or not? Whereas um, I do like a little bit a little bit more counseling with, with my one-on-one -on -one clients, um, so to speak. So we have, we work in different ways. And, and now, you know, Mike, Mike has become so successful with his supplement line, I think he very rarely coaches anymore. So, I mean, there's also that as well. as not, not only are, um, what, what might you offer to them, but what might you, it, for, for people who really want to make a difference in the world, and Mike is definitely one of those people, how might you put out their knowledge um, and what might you tap into that they're not just to keep things going? Part of the equation is finding a way you can you can help these big mentors out. But I guess also part of it is getting in front of these mentors, right? And how exactly did you go about meeting that me, meeting him in person? Uh, well, I was fortunate that we both live in Las Vegas, so I saw that he lived here locally. But now, of course, with um, everything that's online, we're able to reach out to people who, you know, not only may not live in the same city, but the same state or the same country. So I wrote him um, an email first, a very just humble email, and I elaborated on um, not only what I wanted to learn from him, but what I wanted to do with it. So I think um, sometimes – now, you know, with, with technology, we're so used to just, like, texting, like, hey, what's up? Like, don't do that. Like, if you're serious about working with someone, tell them what it is about them that 
you want to work with that person and also like what you want to do with it. Let them know what your intentions are. Mm -hmm. And coming clean to the fact often that you might not have the experience required, but that you're still passionate about it. Oh, sure. That's the thing too, is you, um, I I told him, I said, Hey, I'm, I'm still in school, but, um, I'm, this is what I want to do with my life. And I, of course, now, like, my, my ideas have evolved even more, and everyone, everyone's do, but you should, um, you should have a clear idea of the direction that you want to go in and be able to articulate that. And you were bringing a super great point before we, we started recording about the distinction between setting goals that limit yourself and, lim- and setting goals that create opportunity. And you brought up a great point to the fact that mentors actually help you guide through that you that, to that process and i guess for young people it's super hard to actually sit down and realize that you need someone to hold your hand or at least guide you do you think it's ever possible to go through the journey alone yes and no i would say i don't think that i don't think i've ever been someone who i'm, I'm very independent but i'm not afraid to say when i don't know something and certainly when it comes to like honing my craft craft i recognize that there there are certain things where people know a lot more than i do and in order to get better i need to keep growing i've I've never seen that um as a sign of weakness or felt like that was something that um i needed to keep to myself so um as far as can can anybody do it alone. I think that you have to be motivated on your own, right? You I mm-hmm. don't look to someone else for motivation. Look to people for what you can learn from them and uh, what they might have to teach you that you do not yet know, but you do need to be able to look to yourself for motivation. Like I was reading something the other day. There's a spectacular book. It's by Steve uh, Pressfield is called The War of Art, not, not mm. to be confused with The Art of War. It's a, it's a totally different thing. But uh-huh. uh, one of the things that he discussed was when it comes to your art or your gift or, you know, whatever that thing is that you want to do and put out into this world, if you were the only person on earth, would you still do it? Or is this something that you're doing like to get accolades or approval of others? Um, so I think that it is important that whatever it is that you're into, it's something that you would do no matter what, because no one is 100% motivated all of the time and no one can do that to you. So you have to be just motivated by your own passion to be able to follow through. So in that aspect, you should be able to do it alone. But when it comes to learning, no one is the end all be all. And you have to open yourself up to that. And if you are not, then you will never be good at what you do. I guess the distinction between... Wait, where was I going with that? Sorry. I'm... <laughs> That's all right. It's good. No, but you, bring, you, you, you brought up a point. Um, I can also touch base if you'd like. So before when we were talking about opportunity, opportunities for you to create some rules for yourself, when it comes to um, nutrition... I think it's important that we have guidelines, like a, a, a solid framework. And um, if we're working with a coach, we have someone who shows us how to navigate through those. 
but that r rather than hard rules, what I feel makes people successful is having the flexibility to make those things work for them within the, the lifestyle that they already have, rather than trying to overhaul their, com their lifestyle completely in, in order to just follow a specific diet. Ingesting in a sense that you're, you're adding, but you're not completely going cold turkey. But at the same time, do you, when is the time and place to actually go cold turkey and completely change your belief systems? Because I, I know a lot, many coaches, or some coaches at least, function in that sense, right? Right, that's a, that's a very good question. Um, well, first of all, if it's a life or death thing. <laughs> You know, and are, there are some people in that situation, there are some people that are literally walking time bombs when it comes to their health. Um, and, and that's the time where you really have to do or quite literally die. So I would say um, that's the time to do it. Um, I would also say sometimes your own heart will tell you. Like when it comes to going plant-based, um, to be quite honest, initially, I was not motivated by the animal welfare aspect as much as I was the health aspect. So even though I was completely disgusted by factory farming and shunned that immediately, and I actually think if most people knew about that, they would. Unfortunately, it's not com common knowledge. Um, I had to take steps. To, to do it for that reason. Um, but there are certain things, I think, when, when should you go cold turkey? Yeah, like definitely, definitely if it's a life or death thing, but also your heart will tell you. Like there are some people who go be vegan overnight and that's because something inside them, it touches them in a different way where they can't go back. And I think that's fine too. Um, I think if, if you have that inside you where, where something, where you feel like you need to compromise your integrity, if you, or you are compromising, when you feel like you are compromising your integrity, um, rather than making the change, that's the time to go cold turkey. Mm -hmm. when, you're, when you think that you're compromising your integrity, then it's the time to go cold turkey. And I, I don't know if you're, you're familiar with medical with the Dr. Bandana Chala. That name sounds familiar to me, but I'm not quite sure. So um... okay, okay. But she often talked about like do do your best until you know better. And also one right. actually to follow up on that afterwards. But one of my mentor mentors, quote unquote, talks also about once you see, you can't unsee. That's true. And I think that, yeah. that really reflects to what you say. Sometimes cold turkey just happens because you see something and no matter how, how hard you try to stay in course, whatever you, you've seen completely changes the way, the way you see your course in general. Right. But by that same token, I do think that that is different for everybody and different things affect people differently. Like I know uh, when, when I first went vegan, I had several leather goods that I didn't get rid of right away. And my, my thought was just like, oh, when it comes time to replace them, I will. But what I found after a while is I had these items that were sitting in my closet for two years that I no longer wore or pulled out just because they signified something different to me. 
And so hmm. I was like, you know what? I guess it's time to just donate these. So I donated them and just replaced them at that time. Um, and I and I know that that's kind of like a smaller thing, but maybe pe people can relate to it from there. Like sometimes there's sometimes there's stuff that you'll know right away, and then sometimes there's stuff that it'll take you a little bit longer. But when it hits you, you'll know. Like I I held on to this for reasons of practicality because I thought you know like I don't need to make the investment to change all these things right now. But then I realized that like I I already I I was uncomfortable. I was already uncomfortable, like even like having the item. So, uh -huh. so. Yeah, that's cool that you bring that up because I know when I went vegan, I still had some leather boots and a leather coat that I that I purchased way before I went. And I, you right. know, when you, you when you think about it, you're like, well, should I keep it because then I'm wasting the animal that suffered for it, or should right. I just throw it away because I'm promoting it from that way? And once you like see all the ways you can perceive that same element it becomes i think almost overbearing and that's when a mentor comes in and actually helps you to make the, dis the distinction well they can but i but i also think too like that's i don't think either one of those answers is wrong either i mean like if you did something like you can't you can't really apologize for your your own ignorance right so mm -hmm. i think if you if you have that thing before and then you're hold on holding on to it with the idea of well, it's already here, and I don't want to be wasteful. I don't think that that's any less moral than saying like, I can't, I can't keep this anymore. It just is, you know, it depends on how you evolve, and and that's something that I think, I think mentors can help point things out to you. But I also think that there's some things that you just feel for yourself. Like a mentor is is there to be a teacher. And to offer you insight, um, you are still you are still in charge of your own integrity and deciding what those things mean to you. And there's not always a right or wrong answer. Sometimes it's just what what's right for you in that moment. Mm -hmm. I guess there's a tendency also to idealize the mentor once you, let's say you just acquire him and you're like, wow, I can't believe I'm next to this, this amazing figure. I'm going to listen to everything that he says. But then oftentimes mm -hmm. it, it may conflict with what you believe. And it's okay if you don't believe 100% with what, what he says. Absolutely. And, and even now, I'd say that there's, there's a ton of people like the majority of the population is not vegan, right? So there's, there's a whole bunch of fitness and health experts that I look up to and respect who are not in the lifestyle and, because they still have something to offer, right? They still have something that I, I can learn from. Likewise, there are some people that I've met who are vegan but I don't relate to at all just because of the way that they um, – the way the way that they present their own message is not in align with with my own beliefs. We just happen to you know eat a plant based diet, and that's like where the commonality ends. So I I think that I think that it's important to to bear in mind that no matter what, we are all still people, and a mentor, even though they might be a great master of whatever craft that it is, you're up year after that doesn't mean that they also don't have their shortcomings so i mean you really should not idolize anybody mm -hmm. 
And I know your time is super valuable, but I actually love to follow up on one last question, if that's possible. Sure. Sure. So, I guess the internet has completely changed the way we see mentoring or anything as a whole, right? And often we talk about how our digital selves will inspire so many more people than we ever could imagine, if mm -hmm. that makes sense. And I know oftentimes it's easy for young people to say, oh, well, I bought this course from, say, Ty Lopez or one of these big idols and then say, oh, well, he's my mentor because I'm consuming actually not yeah. like maybe 12 hours a day next to him just consuming his videos. Do you consider that mentorship? I think it can be a kind of mentorship, sure. If, if someone is putting out information and you're learning from it and it's, it's helping you to um, put out your own work, I do think that's a form of mentorship, absolutely. Mm -hmm. And do you think that there is a limit to how many mentors you should have because now, of course, with the internet, you, there's so many people you could start consuming from. Like, how would you limit that? Or is it, is it okay if you start listening to, say, this person and then try to get your, your information from this, different sources? Because we often talk about having listening to one person, listening to one stream of, of advice, but still mm -hmm. collecting as much data to, be, to make an informed decision. Um, I don't think that it's a question so much of having too many mentors. I think it's that you need to pause, um, take what you've learned, and take action with it. So it's not that you can have too many mentors. It's that you need to make sure that you don't get stuck in just being addicted to the information itself. Like once someone gives you something and you're like, oh, this is a value, I know what I'm going to do with it, go out there and do the thing. Because it's very easy to get caught up in just listening and listening to good stuff and consuming. So make sure that you're not getting addicted to that. So whatever it is that you get from one person, go out there and use that information. And then if there's someone else that you want to listen to, or they have um, another take on executing that in a different way and you want to try that, then fine. But make sure that you are taking real action with the information that you're getting that you're just not sitting there and consuming more and more. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I was definitely talking with uh, someone the other day, actually yesterday, and they were saying like, oh, well, I'm doing all these different stuff, but I, I can't. I can't seem to commit just because I'm hearing so much different advice. Some people are saying to do it this way, so I'm trying it that way, but then it's not working out. I'm hitting a first wall. So so you're you're saying it's about applying what you learn, getting the feedback, and then re redirecting? Yes. And then also like don't be afraid if it doesn't work out because most people, even those mentors that you look up to, most of them like didn't become successful out the gate. Like they had to try a few things before they found the thing that works for them. And the thing that works for them may not be the thing that works for you. So that's why it's important to go out there, try it, get the feedback. If it's great and it works for you, wonderful. If not, then you can try something else. And but you do need to <laughs> go for it. I said, but, I said, but you do need to pick something. So don't, don't just look at these five things and be like, oh, I'm so overwhelmed because there's so many choices. Just take one and go. It'll either work or it won't. And then try something else. Sometimes a couple things don't work. Sometimes they both work. And if they both work, 
then you just need to decide which one to you from a practicality standpoint, but you don't know until you start trying things. And even if you try it and it doesn't work, at least you know what doesn't work. So at least you still have, you still made a step towards the right direction. Exactly. And it's always better to try something and have it not work than to have someone say, what are you doing? And your answer to be like, well, I don't know because you're so overwhelmed from not trying something. Like at least if you try something and it's you can be like, well, I tried this and it didn't work out. So now I'm trying this thing next rather than like, oh, I'm looking at these five different things and I'm so indecisive that I'm just standing here looking at options. You know, that makes no sense. That doesn't make good sense in the long run. Jasmine, I absolutely appreciate your time. I, I can't believe we actually were able to talk about mentoring. I know a lot of people are not able to, so I'm super blessed that you were able, actually able to bring value in that. I'm wondering, what is the best way that people can connect with you? The best way people can connect with me right now is probably through Instagram, which is just at Vegan. So if you guys want to shoot me a direct message there, I check that every single day. Otherwise, you can always email me directly at lafemveganfitness at gmail.com. I check that every day as well if you're not on Instagram. Okay, that's great. If you made it this far, be sure to go DM uh, Jasmine right now and let her know what what is the most value that you found from this episode and let her know how you're going to apply it. Awesome. All right, so Holly Knoll from the New Ethic Gym personal trainer as well. Also had her on the podcast earlier on mentioned I should start doing a Patreon page just to take this a little bit more seriously and we get some funds going, get some sponsorships going for the podcast and really growing the community on a much larger scale. So, hey, I'm going to try it out. I'll leave it there for you guys. If you want to hop in, I'd be super grateful to really cover the cost of the platform. Of course, I don't want to oblige you to donate. If you're getting some value out of this and you feel like you have $1 to spend, go for it. I don't want to beg for it. I just think it's a fun experiment to see if we're able to grow a community to that level. Anyways, I'm going to keep it at that. Thank you so much for watching and coming all the way to the end. It means a lot to me. Keep hustling. Keep killing it. Remember the tip I gave you at the beginning of the day? No more excuses. Write down the excuses you're saying, telling yourself, and go build a nest egg for yourself.